The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone. This is Amora Kai, and welcome to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. I'm so very excited to be here today talking with our gorgeous guest about how to read reality, a fascinating and quite useful topic that I'm eager to explore in conversation for many reasons, but one of them, you know, let's face it, aren't there aren't there some days maybe <laughs> for you like there is for me where it kind of feels like you've landed in some foreign universe that's often near impossible to navigate. Like you look around and feel like you're just not speaking this language. How helpful would learning that common language be to your overall experience, right? Well, luckily, we've got the brilliant and beautiful Alana Aviel joining us today to get into all the juicy details of the language of our reality, and especially how to read it. The founder of Akiata, Alana is a guide to mastering the creation of your reality. She's an oracle, channel, teacher, and spiritual activator, working primarily in the quantum realm. Following a powerful near-death experience, Alana stepped fully into her service as a guide and teacher in the Akasha, where she assists others in the total obliteration of old paradigm patterns and limitations to being. Her work focuses on identifying the cues of one's reality and activating our own natural powers as the creator of our reality to live an aware and empowered life. And I invite you to get nice and comfy and really enjoy all the goodies in today's episode with this incredibly humble, warm-hearted, and exceptionally loving being. I am sincerely delighted she's joining us today. So let's get her on. Alana, sweetheart, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Mm, I am so looking forward to having this super cool conversation with you today. And also actually very curious to see what unfolds as we start delving into it. But first, I'm sure our beautiful listeners would love to hear your answer to our favorite question we like to kick off the show with around here. And that is, Alana, what is your superpower of the soul? And how are you using Mm. it for good right now? Mm, My superpower, I feel like, is just seeing through anything untrue. I I am like a beacon to divine truth. I feel it with my heart. I feel it in my skin, rustling through my hair. Truth is my greatest ally. And I also believe is my superpower. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the best answer ever oh my gosh I just want to like carry you around in my pocket all day <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> you know how many people talk about this in their lives especially as they're developing their own sort of inner knowing and learning to understand what that feels like and trust their intuitive knowing over perhaps you know sometimes the illusions and things that we see outside of ourselves what an incredible superpower I love that oh <laughs> sweetheart Well, I'm super eager to get deep into this conversation with you today without interruption. I feel like it's going to be a real juicy one. Your work in the world is so cool. And this topic itself, I mean, we could just go into dimension after dimension after dimension, yeah? 
Indeed. And it's all <laughs> a story of love. You know, it's all the story of love. Mm, well, that's the best part. That's the best part that that's really the kernel. That's the center of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, I just want to go with you, you know, where we don't have to get interrupted. So we're going to take a short break. Before we do, Alana, where's the best place for us to send people to find out more about you? Yeah. So I've crafted a magical place called Akiata, A-K-I-A-T-A dot org is where you find me the most. I also um, hang out in this other place called the Mirror Dimension, mirror-dimension.com. And this is a community that I am building and so deliciously get to play in with many other people who are there to up-level each other. So those are the two places that you'll find me. Mm. I love love that. Okay. You all there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to circle back to that mirror dimension thing. Okay. (laughs) That sounds (laughs) fantastic. I love that. All right. Everyone, you are listening to superpowers of the soul here on the superpower network. And we will be right back to get deep into how to read reality. Find out a little bit more about that mirror dimension too, with Alana Aviel in just a moment. Stay tuned. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amorakai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Alana Aviel about how to read a reality. So, Alana, before the break, you you sort of dropped a real juicy name there about the mirror dimension. We are going to come back to that because I'm so curious to understand more. But to start us off, you know, the title of our episode is How to Read Reality. So through your lens, what does that actually mean to read reality? Yeah, I, I find that I have really crafted a love affair with this act of reading reality on a prompt from a, a common thing that's going around right now, which is manifesting, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of attention and uh, beauty around learning these arts of manifestation. But in some ways, I feel that it can kind of create people to be very far away from themselves as the creator of their reality. And so I've gone on a journey to invite people to listen to how their reality is speaking the other half of the conversation that they're trying to have in this life experience. And I find that when we really start to merge our attention with our reality, we're kind of marrying our um, small self with our higher self, our our greatest self. Mm. That is such a powerful way to put it. I love it. And I I hear what you're saying about the manifestation idea and how sometimes it can almost very ironically, right? (laughs) Very ironically, cause greater separation and greater dependency actually in the way that it is sometimes approached. It's Mm -hmm. almost like we are begging something outside of ourselves to bestow upon us rather than really standing in our sovereignty, understanding ourselves as the creators and co-creators. 
of our life experience. And I love the conversation piece. So when you were talking about that, were you meaning the conversation between your smaller self and your greater self? Or would you use other words to describe that? I wouldn't say it's so literally any other self. I Mm -hmm. really have kind of come to feel the sensuality of everything from the mundane all the way up to the magnificent, all being expressions of this self that we are. And so it's like, when I'm talking about this conversation, it could be, you know, dropping a glass on the floor, you know, that Mm -hmm. could be a conversation um, Mm -hmm. in your reality that is trying to align you into understanding that moment further, right? Or it could be the biggest epiphany that you've ever had that launches you forward into whatever it is that you're creating. I think that to feel the union between that present small self and reality is the divine marriage that we're all kind of pursuing in our journey. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. I hear you. So for me, what comes up around all of that is just varying levels of awareness. So what I hear you saying is the more present you are, the more aware you are, the more awake you are to the conversations happening all around, rather than just moving through life without paying any attention to it, really Mm -hmm. um, changes everything. (laughs) I mean, that really does change everything. And Mm -hmm. so learning to read reality allows people to to do what to experience what like what is the well i guess there's no real ultimate but what are some of the ways that it really enhances your life experience and your journey uh-huh. yeah so i feel like um there's a lot of kind of layers about how we seek to develop this relationship with our higher self right or mm-hmm. our all encompassing self and a lot of ways i believe come as a realization of um how we were taught right a lot of it sounds like a listening it would be like a narrative uh relationship or it would be a conversational relationship or it would be um you know a uh, direct picture relationship <laughs> but i feel that the subtleties of our experiences, um, you know, everything from the bird flying through the sky is ourselves speaking, right? We're speaking through nature. We're speaking through other individuals. We're speaking through our reality to kind of check for understanding, I find. It's kind of like we input the code um, through our desires and, you know, our vision and our understanding of ourselves. And then reality speaks back to say, is this what you meant? How about Mm -hmm. this? Does it look Mm -hmm. like this? What about this? Did you notice that? Um, And so I feel learning to really listen to those cues as the other half of the conversation is Mm -hmm. powerfully aiding in living in that union flow, uh, joy and ease and Mm. direct relationship. Oh, there's so much goodness there. I love it. There's so much goodness there. I had this experience in Peru, actually, um, with no assistance of any kind, where, and you know, I, I think we all have differing experiences like this, but this one really stands out for me in particular because everything in that moment, I was in a sacred site and everything 
came alive. There's no other way to describe it. There was no plant <laughs> medicine. There was no assistance. There was just this beautiful day where everything was communicating. Everything was alive. Everything was in relationship. And I was simply, that's the way it always is, but I was simply aware of it. I was participating. I was an active participant in that. And mm -hmm. all the layers from the subtle to the most dense, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas I, circling back around to how you started, I really agree with you that some of the ways we've been taught is to receive, you know, this big message. Like we're literally waiting for something that we recognize, like a voice mm -hmm. to come out of the void and say, go here mm -hmm. and do this now. Right. Mm -hmm. Or a detailed map to somehow drop from the sky, or that's mm -hmm. the, the, the level we're waiting for a lot of the time. And I agree with you that Everything is here for us to perceive and be in direct relationship with everything as a conversation. And it's, it's not just this wholeness, you know, there's a wholeness that you experience. There's an inner peace walking through the world that way, but there's this very, very, very deep level of connectivity. You know, one of the things I notice nowadays, I don't know if you notice it as well, but so many people, um, speak about suffering from forms of isolation, loneliness, mm -hmm. you know, feeling disconnected, uh, powerless, right? All of these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And this connectivity, this at the, at the base of really being alive in your own life and being part of the conversation to everything rather than being so stuck on this preconceived idea of how it should come. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I feel that that loneliness is also speaking on behalf of what I believe to be the greatest kind of mission, um, adventure slash purpose here in this adventure is to know thyself, right? Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking about reading the reality experience, the reason why it can bring up an innate loneliness is because the divine is seeking itself through us and our realization of this self exactly as we are in union with the reality that we are crafting around us is that longing it is that the longing of the divine to witness itself inside of consciousness through our experience right so it, it all falls into that octave of reunion in, right non-duality mm -hmm. from duality mm -hmm. but it's also the avatar adventure that we chose to come and learn and be and exalt and magnify and explore right mm. yes i feel like now's the time to talk about the mirror dimension <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, so the mirror dimension came about after I had the opportunity of doing hundreds and hundreds of sessions last year. Um, I was working with a good friend, Daniel Raphael, in um, a container called Dreamporting, and I had the honor of just encountering hundreds of people in sessions. And what I realized is when you are able to 
interact with that degree of people, you can learn those cues of reality because they are presenting to you their blocks as well as you can make relation to the mission that their higher self is embarking them upon. And so I found that by witnessing each other's experience, we're magnifying our own healing, our own realizations, epiphanies, and understandings in our experience and so I crafted a community called the Mirror Dimension to bring people to together to do exactly that, to witness each other in the insights and in, in understanding of the blocks. And I just really feel that all of these mirrors for each other is how we are going to best realize ourselves in this ocean of delightful expressions that we are. Mm, powerful that's so funny I used to call this plane of reality the house of mirrors because Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really does feel that way in so many levels that's you got it interesting really interesting what a beautiful container to feel inspired to build there's so much power in witnessing isn't there I see this across everything everything that that power of especially compassionate witnessing you know for yourself and for others there's so much healing. There's so much power in just witnessing. It's quite incredible. It is. And, you know, people touch on that in class all the time. You know, they'll, the, uh, when we get to the Q and a part, you know, 15 hands will go up and the second and the third person will say, wow, the person that, you know, is just speaking like absolutely resonates with what it is that I'm experiencing right now. And it's like this cacophony of, um, complementary insights that are happening in union together. And it's so miraculous to watch because people's questions can get disarmed from their intensity or their frenzy so much so that by the time we get to the 15th person, they, they'll they say all of the people who preceded me answered my question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. The gathering of people uh, with that intentionality from the place and the space of compassionate witnessing, mm-hmm. there's almost no words for it. It really mm-hmm. is quite a phenomenon. It, it really mm-hmm. is. Okay. I'm going to circle back around to literally reading reality, right? Mm-hmm. How to read the cues from your, your life, your words, your actions, your behaviors, the, the things that happen all around you all the time for someone who is, perhaps new to this, or maybe even not new to this, how do you help people learn to interpret those cues and what they really mean? Yes. I always like to start with assisting people in understanding how they learn. So this comes from when I was a tech advisor, right? Mm-hmm. Teaching technology is quite interesting because I could say <laughs> step one is this, step two is this, step three is this. But mm-hmm. some people see with their eyes, some people see with in a tactile way, some people see in a linear way, some people see in an explorative or discovery way. Yeah. And I really feel that there is not enough uh, time or energy focalized on teaching ourselves the process to which we experience our reality or even learning our experiences around us. Mm -hmm. But I find that when you put the energy behind discovering that method of witnessing our experience primarily, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and unpacking what that process is, it can start to illuminate our biases in a lot of ways. Mm. It can illuminate um, the, the limiting belief. It can illuminate where um, there's friction in our relationship. It can, it, it, it has so many keys embedded in it because we're kind of learning the translator code between us and how we understand our world. And that's why I find it comes with the most rewards. Mm. So it's very individualized as much as anything. It's really learning how you individually do this, perceive this, learn this. Yes and no. I mean, there is some psychology studies about various, you know, methods of perception, which is a good starting point. But I I do feel that it's quite nuanced to the individual. But I also find when you kind of start to get the inquiry machine rolling, that Mm -hmm. the higher self kind of steps forward and says, oh, well, now now that you're paying attention, there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this. So just directing your attention towards learning that facet of oneself can be quite, quite uh, accelerating. Mm, Okay. So what about the actual interpretations? Like I'm, I'm, I hear this from people all the time. What does it mean? What does it mean? There's a dead bird in my driveway. What does it mean? This license plate flashed in front of me and it has these same numbers I see all the time. What does it mean? The glass broke right at this moment of conversation. What does it mean? All of these different things, right? I I hear people talk about feeling stuck on the interpretation a lot, actually. Do you notice that? And how do you help people? Absolutely. But there is one secret clue to the whole thing. And it kind of <laughs> cycles back to how we introduce this conversation is mm-hmm. it's not about the physical act. It's not about a metaphor. It's not about a direct interpretation. It's about what it's illustrating to you about who you are and how you are responding in that very moment. I so, love that. Can you can you give an example? Well, it too would be it would be a mirror. So let's say there's mm-hmm. a dead bird in the driveway, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I could I could respond in a myriad of ways. I could go, oh, oh, this is so sad. You know, this uh, I can't believe this happened. You know, I could have compassion and be illustrating to myself that you know I am a compassionate person. Um, on the contrast, I could be disgusted, I could be annoyed, I could be repulsed, I could be irritated, I could feel victimized, right? Mm-hmm. In that moment, I'm trying to demonstrate to myself that there's a greater power than me that is so has illuminated that I may be so fragile to something, you know, so subtle, right? It's all about what it's illustrating to you of who and how you are choosing to be in that moment in order to witness how maybe not just the bird is a place where you're feeling victimized. Maybe not just the inconvenience of your time is where you're feeling a loss of control, right? Mm -hmm. All of those pieces and parts come together and that is where I believe the the love language comes in is to mm-hmm. know that this bird is here to show me me. Mm. 
It feels so good. I just want to sit in that for a moment because that's such a, such a rich and very accessible, actually very accessible way to learn this and to Mm -hmm. be with this and to show up in your life. And so, and so as you learn to read reality from that perspective, and I think you are the one that says it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's about learning that all of these cues from your own reality provide an illumination. I think you call it to the truth of the reality that we ourselves are creating. So it's a way, it's a mirror. It's a way to see ourselves as the creators, to see the truth of the reality we are creating. Is that correct? Yes. I think it's also very deeply affirming. Um, Mm You know, when we start to read these cues with eagerness um, over victimhood, we can (laughs) say, oh, you just reminded me that what I woke up in this morning is valid. You just showed me that this um, uh, direction I've been walking myself is welcoming me. You just showed me. But when I say you, it really means oneself, right? Um, Mm -hmm. In any circumstance that somebody is walking inside. And so (laughs) I find that after it initiates as inquiry for insight, it can then be invitation where it's like, well, what do we get to concert today? You know, what are we going to orchestrate in this moment? What are we going to orchestrate in this moment? And then you start to play back with the reality to say, oh, it's all just dancing with me. It's dancing with me. It's dancing with me. It's dancing with me. Mm, I love that image of the divine dance. I really mm-hmm. do. I find it so beautiful and also so helpful in the past. It was a, yeah, really beautiful, beautiful way to think about it and feel into it. But as I'm listening to you talk, it occurs to me that living this way, you know, circling back again to, to manifestation, manifestation then just becomes a natural expression of you. It's not something you are coercing it's not something you are praying for or you know all these these things that created as something separate and outside of you that you need to mm, what's the word it's not quite control, control. yeah yeah <laughs> conjure control. That, that's what I, yeah <laughs> that vibe <laughs> absolutely um i feel like this is where the greatest archetype of the manifester comes in so beautifully and that is the the child because mm-hmm. when a child puts on a jacket of a fireman <laughs> they are absolutely you mm-hmm. know that fireman there is nothing in their reality that says you are not actually the fireman right <laughs> it is that is as real as anything to that child and they don't wonder when it's going to come true they don't say that it it's going to take effort. They literally just uh, dress up into their reality and ma- make their manifestation real in that exact moment. And I feel that our reality is coaxing us into that divine me- remembering um, that is that immediate. It is that immediate. Mm-hmm. Well, then this brings up 
the blocks that you mentioned before when we were discussing the mirror dimension and witnessing each other. And so talk a little bit about blocks, if you wouldn't mind, and, and how all of this works with regards to blocks. What are they? So I see blocks as filters to yeah. our experience. And a lot mm-hmm. of the time we are unconsciously owning things that were applied to our <laughs> attention and to our awareness. And we hold it and identify with it quite rigidly until we decide that it's just simply not our identity any longer. So, you know, one block could be that um, money only comes from working a nine to five, right? That's a common block (laughs) that we've all probably experienced at one time or another. And many people will hold that quite rigidly as a truth in their reality until they just cannot tolerate identifying with that limiting belief or block any longer. And in in an act of defiance, they will prove themselves true. Um, It doesn't always have to take that degree of reaction to adopt uh, into the new identity, right? Mm -hmm. One could say, I get $50 every stroke I brush my teeth. And that could Mm -hmm. very well be what manifests their reality if they were you know, tuned enough into that being a simple and pure expression of themselves as a divine creator. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really like calling the blocks blocks as much mm-hmm. as it's just uh the the wrong pieces of clothing in your dress up that truly <laughs> represent the the heart um you know, wildfire of love child that we have the opportunity to remember ourselves into being here in this experience, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that really speaks to me about this whole idea and frequency of the lightness of being, which to me is the power of play. I mean, Mm -hmm. play is, is, I fear, greatly underrated (laughs) in the adult world sometimes. And there is Mm -hmm. a lightness of being that is so powerful, you miss it. I think that's Mm -hmm. the best way for me to say Mm -hmm. it, right? Mm -hmm. It is so simple and so powerful that we just miss it a lot of the time. I'm glad you're speaking to it. Okay, so my dear, what would you offer someone as a place to start with learning how to read their reality? They're listening right now. They're like, great, great, great. What can I do right now? Well, you just said exactly what it is. You said, what can I do (laughs) right now? To Mm. me, the most delicious place to get yourself into is now. And (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think that that could be a lifelong practice tuning mm-hmm. into the now because so much of our identity is a projection into our future or an extrapolation of the identity of our past that we mm-hmm. miss yeah. who we are in this exact and very moment. And while one could think, oh, well, I'm totally in the present moment. You know, that present moment can get drawn out into, um, you know, a a thought just mere seconds after capturing the attention of the present moment. And I find 
to really know the deliciousness of being a divine being in consciousness, if you get into that practice of being in the now so immaculately, you would be just godsmacked with how much beauty is just pouring itself out of reality simply mm. for your delight. That's mm. it, right? Mm. And I think that you can activate the deepest everlasting joy when you stop to notice. And when you can get that activated as the starting point for being and being in that lightness of being, you will never feel without. You will never feel that isolation. You will never feel doubt because Mm -hmm. there is just so much arriving in every moment to show you how loved and cared for you are. Mm. Oh, that feels so good. And it's so true. And what I hear you really speaking to is that pure knowing. I mean, I think so many of us spend so much of our time in that past you know, future state, because we are seeking to know, we're searching outside of ourselves to know, which is code in in that instance for control. We're seeking Mm -hmm. to control the unknown scares us because we think to know is somewhere outside of ourselves. But what you're describing really is the end of seeking and searching and, you know, Mm -hmm. wanting and all of that stuff. It's, it's the embodiment of your own knowing, where in every unknown moment, you know, mm-hmm. when you're really full and alive in that moment, you always know, but only in that point of presence, which is always the point of power. Of course, when you're really there, awake and alive there, you'll know moment to moment to moment, and you needn't know anything 10 seconds before or after. Indeed. And I almost feel like that particular practice is trying to guide us into a little secret clue that I feel is is Mm -hmm. miraculously powerful. And it's through the metaphor of hypnotism, right? So hypnotism Mm -hmm. is this really interesting, beautiful um, cheat code, I believe, in reality, (laughs) because in hypnotism... You can allow another being and the presence of another being to take hold of your experience and direct you into a state where you've kind of given over that control to another person, right? Mm -hmm. But I believe that reality is created from our own self-hypnotism, where if I can realize myself inside of my power, I could define myself within any costume at any time and should I really allow the hypnotism of that belief to be so powerful my reality will bend to meet me in that Mm -hmm. understanding Mm -hmm. and that is where we're not in that seeking any longer because we're emanating our expression we're 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 declaring it through deliciousness of i am basking in the belief right now that i am pure love and the whole world will just respond to meet you in that pure love some people might feel that it needs to be a more miraculous reflection oh if i'm pure love then there should be you know, skyrockets and money (laughs) dripping from everywhere. Mm -hmm. And 
it's it's more of a uh, an unfolding, right? Mm-hmm. I I love the unfolding because it's supposed to be a choose your own adventure, right? When the next step comes, it's mm-hmm. the adventure to affirm or deny what you are, you know, emanating. Mm. Oh, that's so juicy. I love that. What a powerful way to put it. Oh, Alana, I could go on and on forever and a day with you. I mean, there's just so much here. We're going to have to come back. We're going to have to invite you back in the future and do another episode, I think, because there's just so many places to go. Yes, I love to play in this with you. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun. It's so empowering. It's so freeing. I mean, everything that you're speaking to and and my personal experience within it and the witnessing of others within it, this really is the freedom from suffering, illusion, stress, all the things, the frenzy, the, the chaos, the drama. I mean, things that most of us have experienced or are still experiencing. This is the end of that. It really is. It's a whole, it's going back to your tech. It's almost like a whole new operating system. Mm -hmm. When you dial this in, that's the only, I mean, that's the first way I described it. My first experience, it was like, I now live from a whole new operating system and it doesn't even feel like necessarily a conscious choice. It feels like it was this and now it's this. You just perceive things very differently. You feel very differently on the inside. And it's not an outside in thing. It's an inside out thing. And that was really the difference. That was really the difference. Oh, honey, I love this so much. I thank you so much. You know, before we wrap our container for today, what final thoughts are you inspired to share? Uh, Two like resounding truths for me is, Everything is choose your own adventure. You're playing the game and coding it in real time. Know mm. that, live that. And secondly, just don't bother to be bothered. There's really no bother to be bothered. I love and that. That is one of my life philosophies that has served me time and time again. <laughs> oh, honey, that is the best. That is the best. Don't bother to be bothered. I think we'll have to write that down somewhere and pin it up. It's really, really great. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And you feel it when you know it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. That's beautiful. Well said. You feel it when you know it. It's very, very true. It's very true. Oh, honey, what a super juicy and really deeply inspiring conversation. You know, I so appreciate you being here with us today and sharing your your quite hard-earned wisdom so very generously. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to playing and mirroring with each and every one of you that was here with us. So thank you so much for having me. Mm, Absolutely. All right, everyone. And I also appreciate all of you and thank you for coming along on this journey with us today too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and that it inspires you and empowers you to learn how to read reality to enhance your life and experience. And also experience the transformations, the evolutions, the possibilities, the choose your own adventures, as Alana said, that are calling you forward. 
And of course, anytime we're talking about empowering our lives is a great time to talk about things going on over here in the superpower universe, such as CIFA. CIFA stands for Creative Energy Field Activation. And if you have not yet experienced this beautiful, powerful, multidimensional modality, then please head on over to superpowerexperts.com to check it out today. Until next time, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, creating a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.